podcast. My name is Amanda and I am here with my very lovely mother. Hi, I'm Jeanette. And I'm so excited. Today we're going to be ranking more Disney lands. So we're going to do the lands in Animal Kingdom. So the way we're going to do this is that there are seven lands according to the map of Animal Kingdom. So I'm going to read them in alphabetical order. So if you're driving your car or you're cleaning or something like that, you can kind of think of how you would rank these lands sort of in your head. So those seven lands we're going to be ranking from one to seven is Africa, Dino Land USA, Discovery Island, the Oasis, Pandora, the World of Avatar, and Rafiki's Planet Watch. All right, so those are our seven lands, and we're going to rank them one, two, seven. So my mom, judging by her face, she forgot one. <laughs> so, <laughs> and also, if you hear little sounds in the background, my mom has adopted two kittens. So we have Savannah and Elvis also joining us today on the podcast. So yeah, they may be knocking stuff over and, you know, just being little naughty kittens. All right, so what is in your number seven, mom? Oh, wait, okay. Um. She redoes her rankings. Her paper looks like a mess from over here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> As we explained, Amanda does a lot of deep dive on all this. She tells me what to do. I write down some notes and then I kind of wing it most of the I mean, time. I didn't do any any research okay. on this one. I kind of wing it most of the time. Yeah. So when I put in my number one, I had it on the wrong line here. So just give me one second. Okay. My number seven is Dino Land. Yeah. Mine is also Dino okay. Land USA. That's easy. Dino Land. I mean, obviously it's half empty now, yeah. but Dino Land never held anything for me. Mm-hmm. Di- the dinosaur ride is fun, but the rest of it just never did anything for me. I don't like the, uh, I understand what they were trying to do with all the little games and the little roller coaster ride and the things that they were doing there. I don't like the little games, especially as a parent going through there. I just spent all this money to go to, to you know, to the parks. I do not want to go and spend another 20, 30, $40 so my kid can play all these little stupid games that I can do at the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. That was hard going through that area when you were young. You liked the, the roller coaster, but I never went on the Dino Land roller coaster. It's too. It's, well, that's not even open anymore. Yeah, so. that's not. Even open in Dino anymore. Land USA, what you can do is the Boneyard, which right. is, the, I would say, the biggest attraction for the most part. Yeah. Like that and the Dinosaur Ride itself are like the two biggest attractions. Right. The Boneyard is, is it's essentially kind of like a playground for kids. But I remember it being very fun. Like you were just saying that you used to just sit and wait for us to like play in this Boneyard. <laughs> Don't mind if you can hear the kitten playing in a bag right now. <laughs> so <laughs> two cats playing in a bag. <laughs> this one's going to be fun to edit. <laughs> so there's also the, what they call Fossil Fun Games. This is carnival style games. Right, carnival. That's the one's I'm but you have about. to pay extra for those, right. don't you? Like those. Yes, aren't... that's what I mean. When you yeah. were kids, it's very hard for a parent when you're going through that area that the kids want to play those games. And they're like, I want to play, I want to play. Now, we have them over here at the boardwalk because I live down by the Jersey Shore mm-hmm. and we've always been by the shore and we've always done these things. Those games add up. Yeah. And they're just to play for fun. But at, the po- at that point, you're saying to yourself, there's so much to do in the park. Why am I spending time spending money on these games? So Dino Land, even the Boneyard, I mean, as much as the Boneyard was fun for you when you were younger, the Boneyard is us sitting and we were just talking about that recently we went through and we walked past the boneyard there was never any place really decent for the parents to sit and wait for you to play Mm -hmm. you were always sitting in the sun so there was no place to say okay let's just take a respite from the from the the sun and sit in the shade for a little while while the kids run and play in the boneyard no we were sitting in the sun the whole time (laughs) on stone benches so you know it was not even like the nice part of animal kingdom like yeah no the mystical part of right so i have to say that even when you were kids up till now if they took, they are taking it away. And if they take it all away, I would yeah. not miss it. So other things are also technically part of Dino Land USA is the Finding Nemo, the Big Blue and Beyond. Mm-hmm. They did redo the show in 2023 and I mm-hmm. have heard people say they really love it. Mm-hmm. They also have Triceratops Spin is still currently open. It's kind of like the teacups. Oh, is it ride. still open? Okay, I didn't know that was and still open. And then of course the Dinosaur Ride, the which dinosaur is ride, similar which to was the fun. Indiana Jones Ride if mm-hmm. you go to Disneyland. So we do right. like the Dinosaur Ride and as for food, 
food there. They have Restaurantosaurus, which I have heard is very good. We mm-hmm. have never eaten in Restaurantosaurus because no. we choose to eat in like other places, either in like Yakineti right. or in what's it called? The Rainforest Cafe. Mm-hmm. But I have heard Restaurantosaurus is very good. They're supposed to have a really good Impossible Burger there, but oh, again, okay. I've never had that before. There's also Dino Bite Snacks, tree, Trilo Bites, Corn Ivores, <laughs> and then there's um, a few little shopping right. in there in Dineland USA well, as well. I didn't rate, when you told me to rate the lands, I did no, not rating, rate them for their rides. Yeah, we're rating the lands just as the lands itself. As the I'm lands. just saying what's in the land. Right. You know, so. Right. But I didn't rate them for the ride. Like, you know, if I had to rate for the rides, I mean, obviously we go on time, no, so we I'm, like it. I think we're rating the lands more for like the experience yes, of Yes, the experience the of like, that land. how much you just land. like the land. Like the rides, I think, are a part of it to a certain extent. Yes. But just like, oh, the overall experience yes. is what we're rating. So. All right, what's in your number six? My number six is Rafiki's Planet Watch. Right, mine is also Rafiki's Planet oh, okay. Watch. <laughs> it's fun. It's cute. Yeah. It's a very nice place to go. And especially like now that we've started exploring all the extra parts. When you were kids, we went there a couple of times. Yeah. It is a very interesting experience to go there and do. So I have to say, it's a very, very nice little part of the park. Yeah. Rafiki's Planet Watch is essentially, you kind of go to conservation mm-hmm. stations. So it's kind of, you, I think there's also a petting zoo there too, yes. I believe as well. There's you can a like pet zoo. goats, which I think is probably the highlight to go to Rafiki's <laughs> yes, Planet Watch is to go pet yes. the goats. Yeah, but basically you can go there. You can see kind of the behind the scenes a little bit of how they take care of the yes. animals. Sometimes you're lucky enough to see them taking care of an yes, animal. Yes, which is very exciting. Uh-huh. I'd say that's the best part of it. The reason why I just ranked it very low is that one, it's very out of the way. So uh-huh. you have to take the little train over there to get there. It's not like you can just like walk over there and then wander no. away. It almost feels like it's a commitment to go do Rafiki's Planet Walks because uh-huh. you're going to take the train there and then you have to wait for the train to go take it back, back to the main part of the park. So that's kind of why I ranked it a bit lower for me because I do like the idea of like seeing like the behind the scenes, how they take care of animals, especially also learning like you know being able to pet the goats if you're able to do that but yeah but i just find it to be a bit small there's not really much to do once you're there then you just kind of leave yeah <laughs> no the only it. exciting times was when they were taking care of some of the animals yeah and, like, i think I said, one time we saw them so. taking care of an elephant when we were there that was like yes. a big thing i remember mm-hmm. they were like cleaning an elephant yes but that was like a one-time thing that ever happened mm-hmm. <laughs> never again all right what is in your number five my number five was pandora well, i also had pandora we wow. did not confer on our rankings wow, beforehand see? so that's yeah we did not confer it's funny because like i said pandora is one of my favorite flight of passages one of my favorite rides yeah. but like I said I didn't rate it just because of the ride in my estimation the only time I go the only reason I want to go to Pandora Land is because the ride is there yeah I've never seen Avatar I've never seen the movie I've never seen any of that so I'm not into all of that it's very interesting to see and we did go that one time at night to see it so that we could um, see the nighttime and we had dinner in the park and whatever and it was interesting to see that one time but if I didn't see it again at night you know see all that stuff again it would not yeah yeah so Pandora the world of Avatar has two main attractions, the Navi River Journey and Avatar Flight of Passage. My mom is referring to Flight of Passage when she's referring to the ride that she likes. She, None of us are really big fans of the River Journey for being obvious. Navi River Journey is very cute, but uh, it's just cute. That's about it. <laughs> it so. is. It's, like I said, because I've never seen the movie, to go through it and see the biomescence and the, the, the different... Well, yes. also the shaman at the end, like the animatronic yes. of the Avatar. Yes, you see the animals in the distance. A, I, yes. I know that costs them a lot It's of impressive. It's like a million dollars, something yes. like that for them to make, mm-hmm. which looks like it, was in, it, it would cost a lot of it is quite impressive mm-hmm. i do really like it but the i mean like you can tell though the ride itself the money went into that one animatronic and then everything else was just like all right yeah, just screens just going through just like, like a little lighting yeah, little very forest. simple very yeah. you know fun you know nothing yeah it's well, like crazy. i said like we said before is one of those rides that if you can get on there and it's not a long wait yeah we'll go do it because it's yeah. it's cute and it's fun it's no, interesting like it. to see but if i had to wait a long time not yeah. happening and they're dining they have pongu pongu and sutuli canteen i have heard good things about both of them mm. we have never eaten no. either <laughs> so 
but I've heard good things about both though. Well, whenever we're in that land, for some reason, the way our schedule goes, we're Again, never we really just, yeah, we in the mood for a snack just at that point. Right. It's just, just how it, just how it be sometimes, right. you know, <laughs> just, just how it be. Right. All right. So let's see, are we going to stick together for number four? Mine is Asia. You put Asia as your number four? Yeah. Really? Asia is my number four because as much as I love Asia, I love all of the accents of Asia. I love the feel of Asia. I love the Maharaja Trail when we did it just this last time. But as a as a land, there's not as much in there other than the the acoustics of seeing all the, okay. the the architecture and stuff as there is in other places that I would like to stop and see. All right, that's fine. No, that's okay. I did not have Asia as my mm. number four. I had something else. I'll go into the details of it mm-hmm. when I get to that one. I put the Oasis as my number four, oh. and the reason why is that I just find the Oasis area to be quite small. There's not really anything. Yeah, in it the is Oasis. Small. Mm-hmm. So here on the map, it says the animal highlights is the Bobby Rusa, the Spoonbill, and the Anteater. Mm-hmm. The Spoonbill, I think, is the type of flamingo I, I believe so yes so type of bird those flamingos. Right. The oasis is like the front of the park sort of like when you first right. walk in that whole area in the front front and i do really like it because you do get to roam kind of all around like you're kind mm-hmm. of really immersed in like the area that you're in yes. and it feels very classic in a way this is like the most classic zoo that you're going to get that mm-hmm. there's little habitats you can see the animals in their habitats but it does not feel like the animals are in habitats it feels like the animals are just out and about and you were also just out and about, about. walking around mm-hmm. so i do like the oasis overall i do think it, it i think it's a great way to also start the park too when you first walk into the park because again you're kind of just immediately immersed in like mm-hmm. all these animals all this like tropical lush greenery there's just so much to look at it, it's i mean like you're walking uphill all, the ground is always wet because they wet the ground of course so it right. kind, of, kind of fills into that immersive feel mm-hmm. and then also rainforest cafe is also considered part of the oasis as well you can eat at the rainforest cafe if you are not going into the park so mm-hmm. you are able to just pull up into animal kingdom and eat at the rainforest cafe however i would suggest going to the rainforest cafe at disney springs if you're going to go to the Oh, yeah, cafe you gotta, and not go to the, the park. Yeah. Otherwise, this is very out of the way. <laughs> out of the way to go, go park and get all the way over there and do everything, but, right? All right. No, that sounds good. All right. So then what's your number three? Okay. So that's my reason for having three is my is Oasis. Yeah. So that's why Asia was not above the Oasis because the Oasis to me was that feel. Yeah. It's that feel of, we always yeah. stop to look at the little waterfalls and all the yeah. animals. And, and when you, you always first, see something new. Yes. Yeah. And when you first walk into, okay, you're going to have to stop that camera. I moved it. But that didn't help. The 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 thing is, is that when you walk into the Elvis park, Elvis is inside the bag, so she's trying to attack Elvis inside, inside of the bag. The, well, Amanda's the one that's got to edit. So, but anyway, the idea is that the oasis, when you first walk into the into the park, it gives me that feel that I get to to just feel like like you said, not the the quintessential zoo, but they're just the you're right in the middle of all the animals. And as much as I love Asia and I love all the the the, the, the architecture of Asia, it doesn't give me that same feeling when I walk through Asia. So that's why I had them four and three instead of three and four. All right. So that was your number three, yes. right? All right. So my number three, I have Discovery Island. So okay. Discovery Island is another part, basically kind of like sort of in the front-ish sort yes. of. So Discovery Island is basically where the tree of life is. Mm-hmm. So the oasis is that really small front part. And then you kind of get to this bridge and you walk over the bridge and then you like when you see the, the tree of life and mm-hmm. then that whole area yeah. is Discovery Island. Mm-hmm. So when you actually look at the full map of Animal Kingdom, I feel like silly because it wasn't until I was doing this podcast I realized it actually is an island because everything <laughs> you else you bridge. take a break you to, go to go all over the a other bridge, lands, yeah. and I never thought about that. So. <laughs> all that walking, never yeah, realized. I just we never were going thought about water. that you're going over like bridges when you uh-huh. get there. Like I just I don't know why. Like I just never like two and two just never clicked in my brain. But yeah, so Discovery Island is that main part. There's lots of animals you can see too in Discovery Island. There's the otter, the catfish, the cotton top tamarind, the tortoise, the lemur, the flamingo, and the kangaroo. And again, another fun thing you can walk around. You find animals everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll even see the cat 
cast members holding animals too. Right. Especially with some birds or something like that. You'll mm-hmm. see people holding animals. The attractions in this area is considered the Wilderness Explorers. Although the Wilderness Explorers is kind of over the entire park. But I think this is where like the main check-in for Wilderness right. Explorers. So you can kind of start your little badge book and then, you know, they'll tell you how, how you can continue mm-hmm. to do Wilderness Explorers. I've heard it is very fun and that a lot of people love doing it with their kids, especially if you're local and you have oh. annual passes to like mm-hmm. bring your kids. I can see that. Yeah, like you earn a badge every it's time like when you were kids we used to do the kid cot you know the, the yeah, different exactly things, yeah right? so i've heard very positive things about wilderness explorers mm-hmm. this is also where it's tough to be a bug is at as well it's tough to be a bug is going to be replaced eventually they mm-hmm. did talk about that in 2023 but there's been no closing date yet for it's tough to be a bug as well as exactly what's replacing tough to be a bug so i guess we'll see there is the discovery island trails which again is where all those animals are mm-hmm. and then there's also adventures outposts this is where you can meet minnie and mickey mouse mm-hmm. <laughs> so and there's lots of dining here there's eight spoon cafe there's the feeding ground flame tree barbecue isle of java tiffin's restaurant nomad lounge pizza safari mm-hmm. and creature comforts as well as a few different like mm-hmm. island mercantile type shops mm-hmm. so lots of dining here on discovery island i will say we haven't eaten in most of these places of being honest like we've never eaten at tiffin's restaurant no and we've never gone to nomad lounge we've walked past it many times yes i've always wanted there, to go but, but it just never fit into that. our schedule it's yeah. supposed to be very very good mm-hmm yeah, that's what I've heard mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, so that's why I put Discovery Island as my number, I put number three, three. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I put it as my number three because I think there's lots to do here. I mm-hmm. always find it, it's really fun to walk around. The other time when we went in this past December, we were watching the otters like have such a blast in their little habitat. Mm-hmm. It was so cute to just watch the otters like hang out with each other and like play around and splash around. And kind of similar to the oasis, when you walk around, you just never know when you're going to see an animal. So it's right. very exciting to just walk around and see these animals just out and about, like just living their own lives as you're just, you know, enjoying this park. That's kind of why I had it as my number three. All right, what is your number two. Mine is Discovery Island. Island. And why not? (laughs) All the things you just listed. Shopping, eating, animals, and my flamingos. My flamingos are on Discovery Island. Mm -hmm. So my flamingos are one of the favorite things to go look at. So they're on Discovery Island. When you come over the bridge, there's usually that thing in the front, right? As soon as you come over the bridge and go down in front of the Tree of Life, there's like a pond Yeah, now I know what you're talking about. And there's a lot of times they're over there. Sometimes they're they're not there. Like uh, on certain years I've been there and they haven't been there, but most of the time they're right there. Mm -hmm. But I love Discovery Island because there's so much going on. There's just so much to do, so much to see, so much to, like, between the shopping and the eating and all the animals and all of the people in the Harambee Square, like before you get to Africa and you're going down into Africa and you've got Harambee Square and all the people singing if you're coming around the other side. You've got so much connecting over there that I just feel like there's so much to do. It just catches my attention so that you, 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 there's, I always love when there's a lot of outside stuff going on. I mean, as much as I love the nice little serene places, I love when there's stuff to watch and stuff to see and stuff to do. It's one of my favorite things to do is just watch all the people and people coming and going. So that's why I put it as my number um, two. Number two. Yeah, no, for sure. That makes sense. All right. And my number two, I have Africa. So I loved Africa. I mean, again, we're at, we're at the top two now. Yes. You know, Africa is my, is my number two for sure. So mm-hmm. let me scroll over to Africa here on the map. So the animal highlights here in Africa is what you can imagine. African animals. Mm-hmm. We got the, the elephants, animals. the lions, the gorillas, the mm-hmm. giraffes, the hippopotamus, mm-hmm. colobus monkey, the occupy, tarantula, and goats. There are more animals as well. These are just the highlights. I just wanted mm-hmm. to note as well. The attractions here, we have the Festival of the Lion King, one of the greatest shows right. that they currently have in all mm-hmm. of Disney World. I think that is one of the most fun ones. It's only 30 minutes, so it's not too long, but it's also long enough, I think, as well. It's incredible acrobatics that you get to watch. Yes, incredible that was fun. Story we hadn't line. seen it in a long time when yeah, we went to see animals. it this, um, this year. I mean, like you have all your favorite Animal Kingdom, or all your favorite Lion King characters in it as well. Mm-hmm. Super fun. I absolutely love Festival of the Lion King. Of course, you have Kilimanjaro Safari. I feel like the main reason why you're going to Animal Kingdom is to go on the Kilimanjaro Safari. So one of the best rides, you get to see all the animals for the most part on Kilimanjaro Safari. You have the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. Again, another really great trail to walk
walk around. Again, this is where you really see the gorillas up close. You can see a lot of the animals too that you see on the safari mm-hmm. on the Gorilla Falls exploration trail as well. But again, just more up close and to spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. Also to speak one-on-one with cast members who are kind of just hanging about who can give you more right. information about the animals, about their habitats, about how Animal Kingdom takes care of them. Rafiki's Planet Watch is considered part of this area as well. So I just want to note that. I did separate it out for the purposes of our podcast. Okay. But Rafiki's Planet Watch is considered part of Africa because the train to go to Rafiki's Planet Watch is in Africa. That's right. It is right so, near the Yeah, safaris. so it's right in Africa. Right. So it's considered like an extension sort of of mm-hmm. Africa. There's lots of dining here too. We have Mahindi, Dawa Bar, which is my mom's favorite. <laughs> I feel like we talk about Dawa Bar in like every Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom podcast. Mm-hmm. Tusker House Restaurant, Kusafiri Coffee Shop and Bakery, Tamu Tamu Refreshments, Harambe Fruit Market, and Harambe Market itself, as well as Zuri's Sweet Shop. Zuri's Sweet Shop is actually considered shopping, not dining, even though it's basically their bakery. <laughs> so I would Oh yeah, but dining, it's connected but... to the store. Yeah, so it's considered yeah. shopping, but that's my favorite right. personally, mm-hmm. obviously. So yeah, but I love Africa. I feel like when you walk through that area, mm-hmm. it is so cool to just like feel like you're in Africa. Of course, you have the Harambe dancers right there. Mm-hmm. So, or, or the drummers. I'm not sure. I forget exactly what they're called, but they mm-hmm. come up periodically. So it's fun to see their performance. They're very interactive too with the audience. You get to interact with them. I think just walking around too makes it really feel like you're in like a very, I would say stereotypical type of African area, I would mm-hmm. say, because of course, Africa is a gigantic continent. Yes, <laughs> so yes, right. there are all phases of different types of life, I would say in Africa mm-hmm. from like the more safari aspect that we see in Animal Kingdom to more, I would say like modern things like cities and stuff like that you know that we that we see in everyday life kind of in america but kind of seeing that traditional safari african feel it's just so cool to see it's something that you don't really see at all in america like you're never going to see that for the most part in america i would say no go on a limb and say that i mean like maybe if you're really in like the in the south or somewhere to do Mm -hmm. a safari but even then our landscape doesn't look like that like the landscape in america just doesn't look like the way it looks like no matter how much they try yeah Yeah, like even the deserts of you know the west are look very different from like a desert in africa the the way savannah looks so it's just so cool to see that and i love being there and i just how immersive especially all the detail too how they really make it look weathered you know the weather mm-hmm. down look of like the, the harsh weathers and the harsh you know environment that is you know what you can be living out on that on that savannah i think they paid attention to detail so well here mm-hmm. there's so many little easter eggs all around it's just so fun to be there and to walk around so yeah that's why i put it as my number two so i'm assuming this is your number one well, obviously that's my number one as we know anybody who listens yeah africa is my favorite it's yeah. just my favorite there's nothing much more to say than amanda said but it is true i mean there's so much to do and so much to walk around. And when you are walking around, to me, it's the closest I'm ever going to get. As pe- as I say that, all my friends say to me, you could go to Africa. I'm not going to Africa. <laughs> it's okay? a long trip to go to Africa. It's a long trip. <laughs> I'm just done with that. I cannot go that long trip to Africa. But the idea here is, is that this is the closest I'm going to get to something like this. And Amanda's right. The detail that they put in it, the detail that you have, even just when you go and you walk around the village or Harambe Square or where they built the new place with all the food, where you walk around and they're selling the food. It's just, it. you feel like you're in a different place. And that's what makes me really happy to go to Animal Kingdom. And like I said, there are times when I go to Animal Kingdom just to go to that part of the park. Even if I was going, if I had to make a quick trip, once or twice we've been where Joe and I have gone in just to do a quick trip in the morning. And we've gone in there and just gone straight to Africa, spend our time in Africa, and then we go home, back to the mm-hmm. hotel. I just love the feel of it. And obviously seeing the animals. I mean, you get on that safari and my recommendation is to do it in the morning because yep. In the morning, you just see so much. That's when they're also feeding the animals. Yes, too. they're so feeding you see them. them right up close. It's, yes, you're up close. You get that. Just when we went on the, the track, the gorilla uh, mm-hmm. track, and the other track, the, the Maharaja track. track, when we went in, in Asia, the details and just the, the the places that you go to and how they have it, where the, they have the stone temples and the different things in in Asia, and then when you go to the African one, when you're going through there and you realize that you're walking through where they have all these things that you're looking 
at and saying, oh my God, I would never even think that this was, you know, yeah. here. So I have to say that that's why it was my number one. I would go to Animal Kingdom just to go to Africa. Yeah. So for me, I have Asia as my number mm -hmm. one for a lot of the same reasons why you love Africa. So you could say it's biased because I am Asian. Mm -hmm. I was born in China, but I think Asia is just so beautiful. Like when I walk around Asia, I just think it looks amazing. I mean, like when you first walk over that bridge, you see the tree mm -hmm. with all of the, all the like the little ribbons in it. I forget mm -hmm. the exact symbol, uh, symbolism mm -hmm. of like what that tree represents, but I think it represents wishes or something mm -hmm. like that. When you tie a ribbon and it's supposed to represent a wish, wish. and when it falls off, then your wish is supposed to come true or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but in Asia, our animal highlights is the tiger, bat, gibbon, Komodo dragon, long-tailed macaque, and some colorful birds is what it mm -hmm. says. Our attractions is feathered friends in flight. Mm -hmm. So we have not done this in quite some time just because mm -hmm. we're not big bird people, but it is really cool when you see how they can train birds like that and how they fly When you're in the around. park, you can see them fly around your head. Yeah, and they it come is fun out to see back. the birds like yeah. fly around like that. Mm -hmm. And like we've even stood in the back sort of and just kind of like right, watch, them, watch do, them watch them do the show with the birds, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. We have the Maharaja jungle trek, which is was my personal favorite. Again, the it was so beautiful walking through this Maharaja jungle trek. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't see any animals, just walking through, it's as if you're walking through this like ancient stone like ruins. Right. And it's just amazing. It's like I can imagine being like somewhere in Asia and this is mm -hmm. just some like ancient stone ruins and you see all like the Chinese writing or some kind of Asian writing. I'm not sure if it's Chinese or if it's another language. But you see Chinese writing, you see, you know, like kind of leading up before you get to the tigers, you see like, oh, kind of tigers that are in the stone. So you think maybe right. tigers are around. Again, it's like the, the whole thing, the aviaries were just so cool. The, like the gorilla, the falls trek and the mm -hmm. Maharaja trek. But that one in the Maharaja trek, we really saw so many birds in that one that were like interacting with us as humans, That's which is so, so funny. Like, just right in the middle of them. You were the minority. Yeah. They were the majority. I know. It was so cool to see them. Mm -hmm. We have Kali River Rapids, of course. I mean, I mean, like most people, I feel like don't go on this ride. No. Because <laughs> most people don't want to get soaking wet on this <laughs> ride. Although it is a fun ride. I would say it's definitely not the best Rapids ride I've ever been on. I think you don't really get really that wet on the ride. I feel like every time I go on it, I only get wet at one part of the ride, but that one part I get soaking wet. Like yes. I'll get soaking wet once on the ride and then that's it. <laughs> so, but it is a fun, cute ride as well. And then of course we have Expedition Everest. I think this whole area leading up to Everest, I think that is what I think makes the land for me because as you're walking through from like Discovery Island into Asia, you start to see these little signs as you're walking through of, you know, that, that you're walking into this whole world and that you don't really know what's going on. And then as you kind of get closer to Everest, you see it in the distance. You start to see signs that say beware, say that something's going on. You see all the Himalayan flags that are around you. You see all these signs about like, you know, getting your, your hiking gear, all your trekking gear, all this stuff. And as you're getting closer, it's bringing you into this world that you would not otherwise be in unless you actually went to the Himalayan mountains. You know, it's like, and let me tell you, I'm never going to, <laughs> see? to the Himalayan mountains. See, like, I don't go on that ride. Yeah, so. I'm never, I'm never going to that area of the yeah. world. I'm not one of those people who wants to go climb Mount uh -huh. Everest. You know, that's just not my personality personally. Although kudos to everyone who, who does, does want to climb Mount Everest. Right. I really look up to you all. And I think it's really great that you all are doing that. But personally, I will just go to Animal Kingdom. But I think it's really great that they have created this storyline that when you're in Asia, even like the, the area of Yak and Yeti, if you listen to our podcast on the Yak and Yeti restaurant, that whole area has a full story to it mm -hmm. of why Yak and Yeti even exists. And I think that's amazing that this whole like little story, fictional story exists within the park that if you want to dive deeper into these stories, you can. If you just want to enjoy the park for what it is, you can also do that mm -hmm. as well. But yeah, but I just think it's so great that as you walk through the whole Asian Asia area is leading up, I feel like to get to Everest and like every, there's all these little clues until you finally get there, until you finally get on that queue. Well, that's one of the best line queues in my opinion. There's so much to look at. Well, not one of the best. It's fully outdoors and for mm. the most part can be very hot, hot there. But, so, but it's very interesting. But there's lots to look at, I would mm. say. Like one of the better line queues for like things to look at. You're not just weaving in and out for like no purpose. And you are in the shade, so at least you're, you're shaded, but it is fully outdoors. So not the best. <laughs> but, and then once you get to the museum part as well, it's so cool to see how the Imagineers went to Asia, did all this research in Asia to create this land. And I just think that's amazing. And how they sort of 
paid back to that heritage and that culture that everything is based off. So yeah, so I absolutely love the the Asian pavilion. It's it's definitely my favorite, or the Asian land, I should say. It's definitely my favorite. Always has been my favorite. I love walking through it. I love the music when you walk through it. There's lots to eat here as well. We have Mr. Kamal's Waring Outpost Drink Walla, which says hosted by Coca-Cola on the map, which I think is funny. Yaking Yeti Restaurant, Yaking Yeti Local Food Cafes, Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company, Anna Dapore's Ice Cream Truck, Trek Snacks, and the Thirsty River Bar, as long as a few other little shopping here as well. I will say in this area that you have way more food trucks and you have yes. like real places to uh-huh. eat, I would say. The main places to eat really is Yaking Yeti Restaurant and the Yaking Yeti Local Food Cafe. Right, the other ones are just a little out. Yeah, the Yaking Yeti Food Cafe is kind of like a, a quick, service, quick service. And then everything else I just read was food trucks. And the food mm-hmm. trucks, I would say that's my only downside. The food trucks have weird hours. Like the food trucks are not yeah, they're open not always the whole open. day. Right. And it's like they open late and they close early. And then some of them are only open for like just like two hours in the afternoon. It's very strange. Right. <laughs> so I'm not really sure why the food trucks all have weird hours like that that are just unexpected. But I feel like in Harambe Square, they don't have that. They kind of all those Everything restaurants is open all are the kind time. of open, right. you know, for the most part, park open to park close. So yeah, so the, the food trucks is the only downside. But honestly, we don't really eat any out of any of those food trucks. The only place we really eat is Yaki We get it off their, their, their fast food. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what I think is I Animal it. Kingdom as the lands. It just goes back to the details. Yeah. I mean, the details in every part of the park. I mean, it's so hard because like you said, when I picked one, I said, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that one would be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to rate them. Well, that's what I thought too. It's like, well, Discovery Island has to be before the Oasis because that's yeah. where the Tree of Life is. The whole yeah. park is based around the Tree, the tree of, of Life. life. <laughs> and that's, it's in Discovery Island, Island. technically. <laughs> so. Right. so it's just, it's, they all blend together. Like I said, everybody yeah. has their favorite. And as, as we are Disney adults now, all those little stories and all those little facts are now all present. Mm-hmm. When you've got two and three and four, some of these people have five kids running all over the place. It's kind of hard to see all that, like to see all the details and to understand all the different details and the stories behind everything. But it is amazing once you start seeing it now and realizing that all these years we've been seeing it and appreciating it, but never appreciating all the detail mm-hmm. that goes into it. And I have to say, like I said, other than Dino Land, which I could, you know, they take it away, I'm not that upset about. The rest of the lands, they're all really good. But Africa Again, they is do still plan my to, favorite. to redo Dino Land USA. In 2023, they came out and said they're going to redo it to a South American type of theme mm-hmm. as well as like Zootopia. So I'm excited to see what it will look like when they do retheme that whole land. Mm-hmm. I think it could use a refresh. I know there are, are some Dino Land USA lovers out there that are devastated that mm-hmm. it's going away. So I am sorry to those people. But personally, I am excited for it to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great since that's the only area of the world that isn't really represented at all within the overall country, Disney with World. The talks. Like even mm-hmm. within Epcot, there is no country. Um, well, I guess there's Mexico, but Mexico I think is technically considered part of North America. Right. It's not considered <laughs> um, because it's South above America. the equator. Right. But yeah, so I mean like we have Mexico, but other than Mexico, we have nothing from South America at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be great to have some representation from that area, right. especially too. I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, but lots of people from South America come to, oh, come God, to yeah. Disney World. Yeah, so, whenever you're there, there's always a lot yeah, of lots of people from Brazil, especially, are right. often come Argentina, all those countries yeah. often come. So I think it'd be great to have a little bit of that culture here. And also for us to learn more about South American culture, because mm-hmm. I feel like you learn a lot when you're in these lands about the cultures of yes. these continents. So to learn a little bit more about the South American, you know, continent, I think would be really cool. Right. If they do a good job and put the detail in like yeah. they did with everything else, if they don't start to skimp, then yeah. it'll be good. I think that's, ever. nobody likes change. I don't mm-hmm. like change. You know, when they started changing things in Disney Springs and they changed things in, you know, Hollywood Studios, nobody really likes change. And obviously things have to change. Yeah. Things can't stay the same forever. And I understand that. I get upset when they take away something I like. So, yeah. so I saying, can understand I don't love Dying Land yeah. USA. I'm not really that upset. But right. if they were like, we're going to take away Asia, I'd be like, wait, what? Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, you can't, can't do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with the big mouth? 
selling this. Yeah, so. no, definitely. But like I said, it, unfortunately, as we all know, things have to change. And like I said, I do feel bad for the people who do really love Dino yeah, so Land. So sorry if you're a big yes. Dino Land USA lover, but I look forward. Although they haven't said when they're closing it down yet, so you no. still got time. So now, but the even time to now, go when you it. walk through it, it's kind of like oh, it's like empty. desolate. It's like yeah. awkward. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, when you go to like those carnival games, there's like there's nobody no rides. There. <laughs> there's yeah, like nothing the, there. you know, there's nobody. There's it's no roller strange. coaster. There's yeah. nothing. It's it's, it's very strange. very depressing. Yeah. Yes. So I do look forward to it being mm-hmm. redone. But all right, so that was our ranking. I would love to hear your ranking. So let us know. Our social media is Spaceship Earth Design. Although I am going to be re, I keep I know every episode I'm like I'm going to be rebranding the the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but we may be rebranding the Instagram. All that to say, but right now it's Spaceship Earth Design. Let us know on our dedicated Instagram post. How would you rank the lands? Where are you different from ours? Would, would you put Dinoland USA as number one, and maybe you know the Oasis as, as your last one or something like that? I would love to hear it. So definitely let us know. All right, for now we'll transition into some Disney news. So we are going to be pre-recording some episodes in the future. So I'm going to save a bit of Disney news for those episodes. So I do realize by the time this comes out, more news has come out since then. But we do pre-record, and again, this is just for us to react to some Disney news. So the first is that this happened so quickly, but me and my mom are just talking about this. But Big River Grill and Brewing Works is permanently closing. Its final day was January 21st. So by the time this podcast episode comes out, it has already been closed for like a week. (laughs) So sad times for Big River. I will say it. They announced the closing very quickly. Like by the time they announced it, there was only a couple days left of it being opened, and then it was closed. So it all happened very fast. I will say. But my mom and I was saying as well that neither of us are necessarily surprised. No. Because it wasn't a bad restaurant. (laughs) No, the food food. was actually pretty good. Yeah. The restaurant itself was dirty. Yeah, the restaurant smelled weird. It was yes. It had a smell to it because it was dirty. Yeah. It was never clean. It was like when you went there, it was never clean. And even when we passed it when we were on the boardwalk last time, we passed it and we said, okay, we could go back there, but we have to sit at an outdoor table. Yeah, because it smells because we would yeah, Yeah. we like their food, but the restaurant itself was not inviting to go inside. So we were yes. saying we're curious to see what they're going to put in this mm-hmm. area because it is a kind of a small restaurant. So whatever mm-hmm. they put in it is also going to have to be kind of small, which I think is the downside of this area. Right. Although again, once they take away the big brewery type things to make the beer, they'll definitely have a little bit more space. But still, I wonder if they're going to keep it as a bar, which I think would be beneficial. Yes. Because they don't really have a lot of bars along. The no, the only bar right they now. have is Abracadabra, and they don't serve food. Yeah. So I wonder what it's going to be. But then I wonder if it's going to be a bar. Is it going to attract too many people and they can't see anyone? So it's going to be like exclusive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I guess yeah. we'll see what happens here. All right. Basin White has reopened at the Grand Floridian. <laughs> this is the soap shop when you get off the monorail that's to the left. It was funny because I, I we talked a few podcast episodes ago that it closed very unexpectedly mm. for refurbishment, but the whole Disney community was just like, why did it close? What's going on? What's happening to Basin? It's kind of a simple place. I don't know how much refurbishment they yeah, had to do. Apparently it was just like their standard refurbishment. So now they have light up tables. So there's like lights underneath the tables. Oh, okay. There's they like lights underneath the sinks okay. and they they did some touch up on the paint as okay. well. There's only close for like I was gonna say it's a very weeks. simple place. It's not yeah. like they had that much. But going I just want to say because we talked about it when they closed so abruptly, <laughs> they also <laughs> reopened <laughs> very quickly. So everyone who was sad that basin closed for a little bit, it's now reopened. All right, some bigger news: construction for Tiana's Bayou Adventure is coming along really well. Every day we're seeing more flora and fauna being decorated on like the outside of the ride. And an article on Nola.com also confirmed a few other things, such as there will be Splash Mountain Easter eggs throughout the entire ride. I'm not surprised about this because one, it's probably easier for them to just keep something the same. Right. <laughs> so it's like not having to pay for all new decorations just keep some of the same stuff they're saying the animatronics will be state of the art tiana will be speaking directly with the audience no projected face like in the frozen rides or for instance mm. in frozen like that's Anna what disappointed me in the were, frozen were ride when I saw it. so it'll be more similar to the animatronics in disneyland hong kong and like the, oh, okay. the being the beast ride that they have there so it's supposed to be feel very lifelike is, is what i've heard so i'm excited to see that speakers in the queue line will play old-timey radio recordings of 
local artists, which I thought is a great little touch. The boarding area is going to be the same, just decorated differently. Although, and the track of the ride will also be the same as well. I didn't expect the track or the boarding area to change. So yeah, nothing that's a that big, yeah, different. why would they? And they said that the, the decor and specifically the vegetation will be very different because it's supposed to make you feel like you are in New Orleans. Oh, so all the vegetation, yeah. everything is going to be very New Orleans themed, which is what I expected. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what it's going to look like when it opens. It is supposed to open in 2024. They didn't say when in 2024, so I guess we'll just see when. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, up next, Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival will be from February 28th to May 27th. So there are a few new topiaries that have been announced. So a new topiary announced for Groot that will be near the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Figment's topiary will be moved to the World Celebration Gardens. Uh, also new topiaries will be Asha, Valentine, and Star topiaries from Wish. They will be at the front of the park. So excited to see Star's topiary. Everyone kind of knows I'm a huge Star fan. Star is like one of my favorite characters right now in the whole oh Disney God, yes. universe. I love Every Star. Sees the star. <laughs> so I'm glad that Star is getting his own topiary because I feel like Wish was flopping there. So I was worried that nothing was going to be Wish themed anymore into the future. But I was like, no, they're getting their own topiary. So I'm excited to see Star. Uh, they also said Miguel and Dante topiary will be in Mexico. The Garden and Rocks dining packages will start to be on sale on February 6th. So make sure you check out to see who's going to be in the lineup for Garden and Rocks. I know not all the dates have been announced yet of who is performing. Yeah, that's what I was saying before, that they haven't picked the, some of the slots are empty. Yeah, so we don't know yet who's performing on all the dates, but the dining packages will start on February 6th if you're interested in getting snagging one of those. All right, the mini kitchen sink Sunday is back at Hollywood mm. Studios. This is strawberry ice cream topped with red vanilla, whipped cream, chocolate syrup, white polka dot sprinkles, cookie ears, and a chocolate bow for $24.99. It looks so cute and so good. I think it's great that Minnie has her own like kitchen Sunday. sink Sunday too, because I know Mickey's is a really popular one, but when I saw Minnie's, I was like, wait, that's so cute that hers is all polka dot themed. Uh-huh. But yeah, but now Minnie has one. It's mainly in Hollywood Studios, but it did say online you can get it at some like select resorts, but it didn't say which resorts. So I don't know which resorts it's available at. So I definitely just kind of look into that if you're trying to get your hands on like the, you know, the souvenir of the Sunday, you know, cup itself. But it's like really cool. And lastly, I just wanted to note when I was doing my, my notes for this, Gideon's Bakehouse in Disney Springs has recently had some very long lines for the maple walnut chocolate chip cookie, the maple caramel chocolate cake, and the peanut butter apple galettes, which is like a pastry sort of thing mm. with apples in it. But the lines have been, people are saying it's been like wrapping around the buildings really? apparently Why specifically for these cookies. Mm. I don't really know. Or it's just the time that it was busy. But the lines were long during times where I think Disney Springs wasn't as busy as it normally is. So people were like, really long lines for Gideon. So just mm. thought I'd point that out. Mm. I guess the maple walnut chocolate chip cookie is a big favorite for people. I'm mm. not a big maple person personally, so I feel no, like I'm I guess not a chocolate chip cookie one. is probably good. Yeah, but yeah, especially with the walnuts, I'm sure it'd be great. So mm-hmm. all right, now we can transition into a little of Disney birthdays. We have two birthdays this week. However, neither of these birthdays are Disney birthdays. <laughs> these are just personal life birthdays. There's no Disney characters with birthdays. That was a long-winded way to say that. So on February 3rd is my best friend, my longest and oldest friend's birthday, Tyler. On his birthday is February 3rd. So happy birthday to Tyler. And then on February 4th, it is my friend Payne's birthday. So happy birthday also to Payne. And now we can transition into our final segment, our Disney memory. Do you have a Disney memory for today's podcast? Yeah, I do. When we were talking about Rafiki's Planet Watch, when Amanda was young, she did not like the murals on the walls. Yeah. So um, when you get to Conservation Station, uh-huh. there's these, I don't know if they're sliding glass doors. Yeah, but there's this big wall of a big mural of like animal faces. Yeah, it's just animals. Just yeah, tons just and tons of animals. Faces, birds, yeah. animals. It's very colorful. It's very busy. It's very everything. And like she was saying, you have to take the train all the way out there. Yeah. And you know, it's and a And then commitment. you're like trapped out there. <laughs> yes. And then you're trapped out there. Well, we walked into Conservation Station and she screamed her lungs out because yeah. she was afraid to go past the wall. Yeah, I was afraid of like the mural because <laughs> yes. it looked scary. I remember when I, it's funny because when I look at it now, I'm like, oh, it's cute. But yes. when I was younger, it was really scary for we some We have reason. a picture of us in front of the wall with her trying to jump out of my arms. Which I still say, why would you take a photo of us <laughs> up 
family photo in front of this wall that I was obviously scared because of. Because it was so beautiful. <laughs> you knew I was obviously scared of this wall. And that's like, all right, guys, let's take in front of them, like the horror, like haunted mansion, you know, clown thing. Oh, she was like that at the the, the Wilderness Lodge, too, in front of the, yeah, the I was, totem I was, poles. I was afraid of, like, faces. Like, faces used to scare me like that. I don't know. I can't explain it. Not anymore, of course, as an adult. She was afraid but... of Santa Claus. I had to sit on Santa Claus's okay, lap. That was, like, stranger so danger. Can... That was different. <laughs> when we went to Rainforest Cafe, we had to push her stroller under the table because she was afraid of the the, the, the yeah. thing. She, she, she... Well, I was afraid of thunder and lightning when I was a kid. I had yes. a lots of fears when yes. I was a child. But I've when... outgrown many of my fears. <laughs> but when she uh, when she saw the mural, she did not like it. So yeah, that's no, when was she was talking about mural. Rafiki's Planet Watch and being committed to going out there. Like Obviously, once she realized that she was fine, we were okay, and she loved the, the petting zoo and the whole other uh, part of it. But that was the memory that jumped into my head when you were talking before. Yeah, no, for sure. I know I've shared this one on a podcast in the past, but I'll just share it again because I think it's kind of funny. But when Flight of Passage first opened, my mom really didn't want to go on Flight of Passage. And it was mainly because she was afraid she was going to get motion sickness on it. Like we didn't know what the ride was going to look like. So she was scared to get sick to go on the ride. So me and my dad waited two hours in the standby. We went on the ride. I kid you not, the people in front of us watched the Avatar movie on his phone as we waited on line. And he watched almost the entire movie as we waited on that line. Me and my dad went on it. As we went on it, I realized this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's just like Soren. So if you've been on Soren yeah. and Epcot, it's the same ride mechanisms, except for you're like, you're sitting kind of like bicycle style, like motorcycle style yes. and something. Some people do get dizzy Yeah, from so you can get motion effect. sickness from it because yes. it is 3D. You are moving around and desk jostling around. Screen. yes. But when I went on it, I, me and my dad got off and we're like, oh, mom could definitely do this. Like we kind of knew like she's not going to get that motion sickness. And my mom really did not want to go on it. She was so nervous, so scared. She's like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm so like, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. We went on the ride. Finally, you know, took her on kicking and screaming. We got off. She was like, that was the best ride ever. That was amazing. <laughs> this was so cool. This was so many, like, do it again. She loved it. So it was so funny how much she really did not want to go on. And then she absolutely loved it. So I'm glad yes. we really forced her onto the ride. She always says her favorite part is the wave. Like when you, the wave. Kind of dive you go the wave. Like, as a surfer, when you go yeah. under that wave as a surfer, to me, that is like the best part of the ride. Yeah. No, it's so cool. And that's what I was saying. It's like, I, and I told her too, is like, I, I wouldn't steer you, you know, astray to be like, I, yeah. I knew you would could handle and you'd like it. Yeah. But it was just so funny. The drastic change when we walked off the ride. I got off that ride. I was like, wow. So Let's do and it now again. we have to make sure we do it every time because it's one yes. of her favorites. Yes, it Which is. I have to say, two of her favorite rides in all of Disney World is in Animal Kingdom. And Animal Kingdom. Yeah. That's why so, Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. Yeah, it's two favorite rides. It mm-hmm. is those two. So, but it's just kind of funny though is all. I just like to bring that up. Mm-hmm. So, but, all right. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or leave a comment if you're listening on YouTube. Again, I know I mentioned this before, but our Instagram is Spaceship Earth Design. It will also be linked in the description. And again, I will have that dedicated Instagram post for this episode so you can let us know how you would rank the seven lands in Animal Kingdom. Or if you just want to do the six lands, that's okay. I realized I took out Rafiki's Planet Watch <laughs> to elongate the podcast. I only had six lands the first time I looked at my page. Yeah, Sorry it's just like I was trying to elongate the, the list a little bit. So that's why I did seven. <laughs> and I will say, we're only going to do, I know we did lands, I think, Magic Kingdom. We're doing from Animal Kingdom. We're not going to do Hollywood Studios, I don't think, because there aren't really that many lands no, in Hollywood Studios. And Star Wars a, and everything else. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's like Star Wars, Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard, that's and Toy Story Land, and the Muppets area. Yeah, we never and then sort of like the, the Indiana area. Jones area. So yeah. it's like, it would be a bit harder for us to rank because mm. I think the rankings would just be a, a bit more tricky as all. So yeah, so we're not going to do that one, but we will rank the pavilions in Epcot. However, okay. we're going to do that at the end of our deep dives. So our next deep dive is going to be a deep dive into France. So that it's actually going to be a few episodes from now. So I'm teasing it. A few episodes from now, yeah, we're going to do a deep dive into the France pavilion. <laughs> so get ready for that. Although again, that will not be next week's episode. So don't, don't look forward to that for next week. But yeah, but once we finish doing all the pavilions, then we'll do our rankings of this. So yeah, but let us know what, what are your rankings of the lands. We'd love to know. Right? Any-
anything else? No, I'm going to see you all real soon. Okay, bye.